You promise? Here's my promise. Tease and Troy? Why? Yeah. What time is it? Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Speaking of Patreon, Chris, we've got another Patreon voted bracket for everyone this week. Uh, if you're on Patreon, you know that every once in a while we'll throw out a poll with about four different options for you and the gang to choose an upcoming bracket topic. And that's what we have here today. And we actually are going to do it back to back because for the first time in Jerry's gang history, we had a tie in the poll. (laughs) We had a tie. Uh, So stay tuned for that second one. Everyone that's not part of the gang, if you want to know, become part of the gang. We've got some cool stuff coming up, including a trivia night, which I guess we can now announce. It's going to be on May 22nd, uh, Sunday, May 22nd. Uh, so come join us in the gang. It's a really fun night of trivia. Chris and I put together a few rounds. Uh, there's often music involved. There are a, a whole picture round. Uh, it's a, a really fun time and there's a prize. There's going to be some sort of Disney related prize. So join us on the gang. Join us for trivia night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and so today we're going to be talking the first winner of the tie. And what's that? What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't surprise me. You know, Jerry's gang is a very musical bunch. They and and, and they're also very drawn to corniness. So, <laughs> so combine those two things together, and we've got ourselves the best high school musical number bracket. Yep. Yep. And, and to help us out, we've got an actual former high school athlete joining <laughs> us on the show and, and current Jerry's gang member. It's Ooh. Andrew, a longtime listener, first-time guest host. Andrew, what's good, man? What's up, guys? You just stole my line. I was going to say long-time listener, first-time <laughs> participants. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> well, okay, so so you're a member of Jerry's Gang. Did you vote on this bracket? Or yes, did, or did I, you pick? I, vo- okay. I voted for High School Musical. And honestly, a, a part of me was like, wow, I hope Chris asked me to do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, it's a match made in, in Disney Channel original movie Heaven. So I mentioned that you um, were a high school athlete. And, and I just want to say, because I know you won't say it, um, Rockland football, 2009-2010 season, uh, state runner-up champions. Wow. Um, this, this, this Rockland Thunder team uh, put up some insane scores along the way. And they came up just a bit short. So Andrew, I mean, I imagine you know kind of what it feels like to be a Troy Bolton out there on campus. <laughs> yes, I had actually, I mean, I was pretended like I was Troy Bolton, so, but I didn't end up with a girl at the end. So I guess <laughs> that was the only uh, bad part. But <laughs> success athletically was good. 
But but I remember that uh, you know we became friends in college. We met at school, and and you were a big Glee guy. So you were like, oh yeah, I was the high school kid who who I watched Glee secretly. So I, I see a lot of Troy in you. Yeah, I mean, uh, High School Musical honestly like got me into Glee, and Pitch Perfect is one of my favorite movies. So I didn't really know that I liked musicals and stuff like that until this movie. So. Well, I can't wait to break down every single thing because what started <laughs> as an innocent Disney Channel original movie has turned into a behemoth yeah. of a Disney franchise, and uh, and there's a lot to discuss. So before we get there, however, we got to talk some spoonfuls of sugar to go with our high school musical music. Kyle, what do you got today? I was really hoping that I would have the time to put together some sort of wildcat-esque cocktail for this episode for this bracket for that matter and unfortunately i didn't have the time it's been a crazy time in both of our lives right now so i went to the fridge and i grabbed a beer and this this uh week i am drinking a modelo but in honor of high school musical and this bracket uh you have to say it modelo 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 that was uh that was a bet on it (laughs) Um, riff there. I got it. Big I got high school it. You're, you're, yeah, you're mostly on note there. Yeah, I thought so. Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, well, so, I mean, I also am busy, but I, 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 I got a themed drink. I didn't invent it myself, but um, I imagine all of the liquor that was in my cabinet got together and they all sung, we're all in this together. <laughs> and they, they poured themselves into a Long Island iced tea because in that drink, oh. all of the liquor is in this together. Um, so that's what we're going to call uh, my beverage of choice today. Um, oh but I do, but I do want to point out I am wearing my Travis Kelsey jersey today, which is sort of uh, East High Wildcats colors, and there also is a lovely character named Kelsey in High School Musical. So I got, I, I'm hitting both, got both bases covered wow. for me there. Um, Andrew, uh, what do you got in Los Angeles? So I've been really busy too. I'm finishing up law school in the next couple of weeks. Oh, this guy's Gabriella Montez. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, only, I've heard that line that she's going to be a lawyer and I laugh. Um, <laughs> but I've not remembered that. Um, so I have a LaCroix uh, pineapple, strawberry pineapple flavored LaCroix and a shot of Tito's. I will call it the what I've been looking for. Because I've been looking for a, a break for the study. About, from. I like it. How about how about the Croy Bolton? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here for two episodes, yeah, y'all. It's good. Way. You got it. okay. Um. All right. So so every every bracket needs a demographic. Yep. We gave our interns a little break this week. They, we let them uh, roam around the parks at their own will. You know, no work. Have fun. None. We took it. We took it to the internet. We took it to Twitter, and we asked Olivia Rodrigo's Stan accounts, "What is the best high school musical number?" Because you know, Stan Twitter is huge right now. And guess what? According to new Twitter owner Elon Musk, Stan accounts—they're in—they're an endangered species right now. <laughs> they're being hunted. So they're, all of you Olivia Rodrigo's Stan accounts, you better look out. But they—they uh, they gave us some good ones. And what's interesting about choosing Olivia Rodrigo's stan accounts as the demographic is that that opens up the possibility for this bracket, Chris. And that means that not only are we going to be talking High School Musical 1, High School Musical 2, High School Musical 3, 
and High School Musical, the musical, the series on this bracket because Olivia Rodrigo, of course, is the main character of Nini in that series. So uh, they were able to give us so many songs. These are musicals, right? So there are so many to choose from, which means that some are going to miss the dance. And we've got some good ones. Chris, what are a few that miss the dance for you? I mean, we'll talk about this a lot as we discuss these songs that did make our bracket, but High School Musical is this is this balancing act of like good, but also bad. And uh, one of the songs in High School Musical 3 that to me is so bad that it's good is The Boys Are Back, The Boys Are Back, when Troy <laughs> and Chad are uh, singing and dancing through the junkyard when they're looking for used car parts. And at one point they like crawl underneath a pickup truck and they emerge as like eight year old boys and they're like <laughs> kid versions of it. it's just so funny. Um, and that's the kind of stuff I really like about this franchise. Um, and then also like all of the, or I shouldn't say all of, but most of the Ryan and Sharpay numbers did not make this bracket. So bop to the top. And I want it all oh, from high school musical three. Um, interesting because they tend to be like very fun and very upbeat but i guess when these olivia rodrigo stands are thinking about high school musical those they're thinking about the heartfelt stuff you know they're not thinking about those uh, theater kid jokes right that ryan and sharpay are bringing to the table kyle what do you got on mr dance i'm gonna preface this entire bracket discussion by saying that i've only seen high school musical I've seen High School Musical 2 the, the one time when it first came out. Haven't seen the third one. I've only seen the first season of the musical, the series. Uh, so there are going to be a lot of disconnects in every conversation that we have today because I'm just not familiar with the plot. I did the most research that I could without actually watching the full films because time is of, of the essence. But uh, two that I definitely knew and was very surprised to not see on here is What Time Is It from High School Musical 2 and Scream from High School Musical 3. What time is it? It's the school out summertime jam that gets the whole thing going. And what I love about High School Musical films are the ensemble numbers. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's what I think of when I think of uh, High School Musical. I think ensemble and then I think duets. And hmm. what time is it is a summertime anthem. Going back to my theater camp days, we had to sing that as the ensemble number at the camp that I worked at. So I know this baby word for word, word for word. And I find myself every time it's the first day of summer reciting no. that number. You're, you're, oh, you're, dude. School's oh, out dude. screaming shout? Yeah, school's out screaming. Summer's finally here. Good to be chilling out. Pop the <laughs> clock. The pressure's off. And guys, what it's all about. Waiting for some sunshine for my heart to take a chance. Oh, God, dude. Come on. Come on. It's an absolute <laughs> jam. I cannot believe it. it's it. not on this bracket. And the second one is Scream. Troy Bolton's Sad Boy song. Come yeah. on. So good. I mean, he has a lot of Sad Boy songs, but this is one that we specifically mentioned in the biggest Disney Sad Boy bracket. It's just so dramatic. He's tearing down banners. The walls are turning. He's, He's punching the basketballs. Walls. He's punching things. I don't know where to go. What's the right thing? Like, it's just, come on. I love it so much. Scream should have been on here as well. Those are two big miss the dances for me. Andrew, what are a few for you? 
Um, yeah, I like, I was telling Chris, like Scream is basically like the more emo version of Bet On It. Yes. <laughs> how, how do we, how do we one up this? <laughs> okay. There's a lot of that on this bracket. Um, how do we yeah. one up the last one? This is how. <laughs> So my two are from High School Musical 2, which is, I don't know about you guys, that is my favorite movie of the three. Um, so I uh, really like work this out where um, it basically starts with, I, I like kind of how all the ensemble characters are kind of just like speaking their lines and then it kind of turns into more singing. And uh, I really like the dance in that one too. Um, and then... My other one that I was really surprised missed the cut is uh, Every Day, which is the big like duet at the end of the movie with Troy and Gabriella. Um, I really like that song. Uh, I like the lyrics a lot. And um, the only part I don't like it is like the chorus at the end. I just kind of wish they had just let them keep singing as a duet. But one of the reasons why I like High School Musical 2 over one is because Zac Efron's like, actually, it's his voice singing. Mm. I don't know if you guys knew that, but like, I didn't know that until doing research. <laughs> the, the first one, it's like, I guess he like recorded all of his songs and then they were like, ah, you're not good enough. We're going to bring in someone, a professional. Yeah, yeah. Drew Seeley. He, yeah. uh, Zac Efron did sing. It was like the first four lines of the first song when he's like, <laughs> I had to take a chance. And they were like, okay, that's it. Nope. That's it. It's all you get. Um, all right. So we've got 16 high school musical songs that did make this bracket. We're going to go ahead and announce them here and now. Sorry. We're going to announce them right here, right <laughs> now. Also missed the dance. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and just, let's just cue up that dramatic music. And here we go. Soaring, flying into the number one seat from High School Musical 1, Breaking Free. At the two, 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 two seed is what I've been looking for from High School Musical. It took me a second to get that one, but I got it. Um, Hand in hand at the number three seed is We're All in This Together, also from High School Musical 1. Saying what they feel Saying what they feel at the four seed is You Are the Music in Me from High School Musical 2. Not not the number five seed from High School Musical, the musical, the series, is I Think I Kinda You Know. Shredding that air cello at the six seed is Stick to the Status Quo from High School Musical. Tickling the ivories at the number seven seed from High School Musical, the musical, the series, is All I Want. Counting down the new year at the 8th seed is Start of Something New from High School Musical. Unafraid to shoot the outside J at the number 9 seed from High School Musical 1 is Get Your Head in the Game. Giving Gabriella an I Want song at the 10 seed is Where There Was Me and You from High School Musical. Entering the bracket from the house at the number 11 seed from High School Musical 3, Just Wanna Be With You. Giving Gabriella an independent women's song at the 12 seed is Walk Away from High School Musical 3. Working on its swing, the number 13 seed from High School Musical 2, Bet On It. Soaking it up poolside at the 14 seed is Fabulous from High School Musical 2. Making us all cry at the number 15 seed from High School Musical, the musical, the series, Wondering. 
leaping from base to base at the 16 seed is I Don't Dance from High School Musical 2, and that rounds out our bracket of 16. Andrew, these are 16 uh, real, real good songs here that we're going to have to talk about. Are there any matchups that you're really excited to dive into? Yeah, I think, um, as you know, I love High School Musical 2, so You Are the Music and Me in the 4 seed going off against um, Bet On It in the 13th seed. Uh-huh. That's going to be a good matchup because the winner of that could go far. And I think um, we're all in this together against Fabulous is a good matchup as well. <laughs> oh, that is a good matchup. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm excited to talk about that song. Yeah. We got a big fabulous guy over here. All right. Well, let's uh let's dive into it with the first matchup. It's number one seed breaking free versus number 16. I don't dance in. Y'all, it's it's finally time. It feels like this whole podcast for three years has yeah. been leading up to the moment where we get to break down the I don't dance baseball scene in high school baby. musical too. It's time, baby. Finally. We've wanted Gosh. to do it for so long, and the time has finally come. I'm so excited to do it. So let's break it down frame oh, by please. frame, moment <laughs> by moment. That's going to be a whole podcast of itself. Fr- from the context of we watch tons of baseball. <sighs> yep. And and how well does this song hold up? So let's let's start things off. Okay, first of all, the absurd notion that Chad doesn't dance right when when we've literally seen him do nothing but dance for one and a half movies yep chad you're literally dancing right now (laughs) this is dancing chad um we've talked about lucas grabeel's baseball experience uh when when we talked about him and the dunk tank on the best disney channel games athlete bracket um so i don't really know what came first but uh this this Baseball scene is is Lucas Grabeel's chance to shine. It is right here as he as he takes the pitching mound, and I don't think they used a body double on him. I think I think oh, no. they had him. No one else can body roll like my boy. Dude. No he way. Was, he was out there rolling and showing. Okay, so they they do this the stupid bat thing to see who hits first and whatever. Um, so uh, Ryan wins the bat game, and he's uh, so that means he's the home team. Yep. So he takes the mound, top of the first. Ryan Evans, right-handed pitcher, making his first start of the season. Pitches from the windup with no runners on. So baseball accurate right there, okay? First pitch. Dude goes up and in. Yeah. Brush him Chad off. Dan, just Brush him right off. Show him, show him who controls this zone. Get back from my plate right now. Meanwhile, umpire, totally cool with it. Doesn't care about it. No He's warnings like, issued. Is, He's what like, am I yeah. umpiring right now? Is this a baseball game? Is this a dance? What, are, what am I doing? Um, as far as pitching mechanics go, Ryan looks, he looks pretty good. It looks like he did in the dunk tank. You know, he's got a good, <laughs> got a good motion, got a good fall. I mean, he's, he's not out there looking like he's trying to pitch at the major league level. He's looking like he's pitching from like a dancey perspective, but I mean, dude can play. Guess he looks all right. But Chad, on the other hand, he, he, he looks like he's never held a baseball bat before. Nope. His elbow is like is like up here, and his his hands are like just over. It's like his right hand is like kind of over pronated, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and and that sets him up to do exactly what he does, and that is grounder to the left side. <laughs> and and shortstop rate just ranges barely hey, 
to the yeah. second base side. Beautiful play. Just Be- a spin move. Yes. And, okay, and Chad apparently has Billy. He's got Billy Hamilton speed. Because he beats it out by like five paces. <laughs> this is a routine ground ball, and he's, he's there. Uh, impressive stuff for, for, I mean, you can do that if you're playing on like grass. Um, but I mean, come on, on a dirt yeah. infield, that shortstop beats, beats Chad with that throw every time. Thousand percent. Um, but it's okay. Well, let's pretend he's got, he's got the, the speed of Ichiro Suzuki on yeah. his side. Okay. So Chad's on first. Ryan goes into the stretch. All right. Again, baseball accurate. So Chad takes a lead off first base. The first baseman, meanwhile, has he has no idea what he's doing. The, no the way that he's set up for this pickoff, he's right-handed, so he's catching with his left hand, uh, and his his right foot is like in foul territory, almost where like the first base coach box is, and his left foot is like on the front side of the bag, uh, basically setting himself up to get a swim move, right? Chad juke him or something, um, but. Uh, Ryan, his pickoff mood is not very good. Um, so he throws uh, over to first, and uh, it's not not close. Uh, we also see Ryan throw over to second at one point. Um, also, good move. I could not find evidence of a balk at any point during any <laughs> of these pickoff moves. Um, so I think he's just not very good. He just doesn't have a very good pickoff move. But you know what? It's all right. At least he doesn't have the yips. He, he has uh, more courage than John Lester. He'll throw over to first this, base. This is true. Um, okay, so then there's like a crossfade edit, and all of a sudden it's the third inning. Bases are loaded for Chad coming up to bat. Yep. First pitch, swing and strike. Chad goes all the way around. Yep. Second pitch, dude lays down the suicide squeeze. Terrible call. I don't know. I don't know if the third base coach gave him the bunt sign. I don't know if he went up rogue out there, but they're playing on like a mini field, and also, he lays down a bunt. Also. Right before that pitch, we get a nice angle of our man on second leading off, and he is just feeling himself in that leadoff position. He is he is bobbing. He feels the beat. He knows the dance. He's out there almost as a distraction. He's trying to make our boy Ryan a little uneasy as he's delivering this pitch. And then what does Chad do? Lays down, Lays down the, down the bunt. bunt. Right up the middle. And guess what? Ryan Evans does his PFP. Yes. Because he's a nice little glove flip. For the out at home, but the catcher, the catcher doesn't take the force. He tags the runner, but then he beats Chad with the throw to first for the double <laughs> play. So, so, so there's an inconsistency. There's an inconsistency here. Okay, he beats out the infield single, but he doesn't beat out the butt. Very weird. Very very weird. So, anyways, bottom half of the inning, Chad's pitching now to Ryan. Um, Chad has a sort of a Johnny Cueto delivery. He he stops the leg kick mid motion. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ryan, Ryan hits what is definitely a pop up to shallow right field at the best, but probably the first baseman. Probably and possibly even foul. Possibly even a, a foul ball to the right side. Um, but he it shows him prancing all the way home so apparently it was an oppo taco yes he went yard and ryan evans went yeah yeah he caught a gust of wind as it popped up into foul territory and swung it back in over that orange fence that they have out there so uh suddenly there's another dance break um again chad saying i don't dance while he's literally dancing uh next shot uh one of ryan's teammates is caught in a rundown between second and third and he jumps over who, the the defender who we assume is the third baseman, and he somersaults into third base, which we have seen before. Chris yes. Coughlin 
jumped Yadier Molina five yeah. years ago, almost to the day that we're recording this episode. So it's a legit play. Runner stayed in the base path, so he's safe. The only, only issue is <laughs> why is the runner trying to tag? Why is the defender trying to tag the runner's feet? Right. That and after he somersaults, he goes into a b boy head spin and <laughs> ends up on third base on top of his head, taunting the who we think is third baseman. It's a phenomenal play. What an effort. When MLB marketing says let the kids play, that's what I think that's what, what they, they want. <laughs> they want we Fernando Tatis in. going in third base head first and doing a B boy headstand. Yeah. At MLB anybody... at MLB, you follow me. Yeah. I will DM you with this. I want like someone to sneak in uh video clips of this baseball scene into MLB's next marketing campaign. <laughs> You know, just like it's just like a snippet of the guy diving over to the third baseman and it goes back to to, you know, Jock Peterson going yard like it, it just keeps going. It, I would love that so much. Maybe I'll do it. Who cares? Sure. Um, I just I just like to imagine Madison Bumgarner pitching and like a runner is doing that on third base. <laughs> um, that's great. Um so then there's a there's a shot of a double play where the red team shortstop does a cartwheel and then a glove flip to second base, who then turns to first. And it looks like, like the it. first baseman's kind of coming off the bag to tag the runner for some reason. And then the base runner hurdles the bag. But what's funny about the play at second base is that the glove flip is super high. Yep. So the second baseman completely comes off the bag. Yep. And then as the camera's panning over to first, you see the umpire doing the safe sign. Yep. And so... <laughs> I'm like, what's going through my head is, did the director say, all right, we're shooting a double play ball here. And then they shot it. And then the umpire was like, I'm an that's, umpire. That's and I was, I was safe. I swore to honesty. Call. I swore to honesty, even if I'm on camera on a shoot. So that was safe. And I'm going to have to call it safe. So the question is, did they really hire umpires to call this game, this fake farce of a baseball game? Or... Were these actors taking this part so seriously? And the director wanted it to be a double play, but the, the umpire actor is like, I'm about to get a fake umpire scorecard on Twitter after this. Like, I got, I'm going to make this safe call. You know, I'm not trying to be the next fictional Angel Hernandez here. Right. He was the Jared Leto of umpiring. <laughs> that super method. Yeah. Um, so, then, uh, so then Chad's up again. Situation. Chad's team's down. Two runs, 9-7 in the ninth inning. Two men on. Chad hits a three-run inside the park home run. And yep. what's funny is you never see him make contact with the ball because Corbin Blue, apparently so bad at baseball, they had to fake it with a random shot of like just a ball flying through the sky on its own. Um, so Okay, so that puts Chad's team ahead 10-9, to right? And this is where the critical baseball error happens. The game... Ends. Game ends. And it's treated like a walk-off. But we see Ryan pitching to Chad's team to start the game. Yep. So that's only the top half of the inning. So yep. we, we still got outs we got to make, and Ryan's team still has to bat. Yep. So I guess if we were going to come up with some kind of logical reason, maybe the New Mexico Country Club staff baseball <laughs> league has like a sudden death rule after eight innings. And in the All ninth, right. if you score in the top half, it doesn't matter, game over. We'll yep. give them that, okay? And that does it for the baseball breakdown of the I Don't Dance High School Musical 2 scene. Incredible job. Incredibly cathartic experience for me. 
to spend about an hour pausing each shot of that yes, to break it down? Same. Do either of you have anything you want to add to the baseball element of this scene? I I mean, there were some pace of play issues in that game because there were like two pickoff throws. I think at one point Chad asked for time. Yes, he does. <laughs> I, Rob Matt Manfred would not like that. No, he would hate it. It's taking way too long. Oh, he would hate it. Another thing that I'll point out is the incredible fan choreo that we had every time that we panned over to the crowd. The crowd was moving all together. They're hitting their fist pumps. They were looking good. They're excited about this game. So I, I really enjoyed that part as well. But you you covered it. You nailed it. That's, well, that was the game. I mean, speaking of pace of play, Chad kept doing like some little like stretches and stuff in the in the box. Yeah. And if I'm right, I'm quick pitching it right there. Right. Like you got to step out of the box if you're going to be doing that stuff. I mean, come on. Yep. Um, so that's I Don't Dance. The song itself is extremely shallow. Um, it's literally just him saying, I don't dance, and Ryan saying, I know you can. If I can do this, then you can do that. And then Chad saying, I don't dance. And then they go, hit it out of the park, and rinse and repeat. Um, it's a pretty fun song. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I like listening to it. I get a really, really great kick out of watching uh, that scene. Uh, I, it's a fun number. I'm not going to lie. However, it's going up against Breaking Free. Breaking Free is uh, not extremely complicated. It's not a big choreographed musical number with lots of dancers and lots of set pieces and intricate lighting. But it is, I would say, the most heartfelt moment of High School Musical 1, if not the High School Musical franchise. This is the moment where all of the plot points come together, all of the themes meet up, and it is all put out there um, for everyone to just feel for about two and a half minutes. Um, is it a good song? I don't know. I wouldn't say it makes like my top 30, even maybe even 50 Disney songs. But as far as high school musical songs go, I think it's pretty good. I get why it's a number one seed. I'm moving it on past I Don't Dance, even though I do love me some Chad versus Ryan baseball. Yeah, it's it's definitely breaking free for me as well. And I think that I hinted at what I enjoy out of High School Musical numbers, uh, ensembles, love them. I love duets. And you had brought this up in the intro that there's this quintessentialness around High School Musical songs and High School Musical just what is good and bad where it kind of balances the both of that. And this is a really good example of it. Like every moment that there's a duet between a duet or a solo in which Zac Efron is involved, he is going on 11 and everyone else is going just where they need to be. And this is one of those examples. The moves that he hits are awful. Gabrielle, that one, the (laughs) ooh with the shimmy hug sent me through the roof. I was like, this is just so bad. It's, It's high school musical good. And what ends up happening is you... I have trouble anyways with this entire franchise besides the series. Series is very obvious with what they do. But with these films is when do they start acknowledging that this is bad and they lean into it. I think the first movie was meant to be serious, but in a kind of very light tongue in cheek, like musical, you know, outrageousness. But the songs and everything were supposed to be 
taken seriously, including this. This is supposed to be the big, climatic, heartfelt moment. And you were saying that this might be one of the more heartfelt songs in the franchise. And I think that's where High School Musical, the musical, the series comes in and kind of blows that out of the water. Because yes. every song that on there that they're not covering of this is like ultra dramatic and like and really deep as opposed to some of this like surface level stuff you know like there's not a star in heaven that we can't reach like oh god it's so bad it's good i agree with you uh breaking free is i remember that song sticking with me after seeing it when it first came out uh, even more so than any of the other ones and i still love it to this day i agree with you it's not in my top 30 but it's definitely a song where it, if it comes on i'm not skipping Andrew, do you agree with the number one seed moving on here? Did you like a little little baseball moving on to the next round? Oh, I think you have to go with Breaking Free here. It's just iconic. The soaring. It's just like you just immediately think flying when someone says that. So I I just think I think I remember like someone in my eighth grade class like getting up in front of the class and singing this song. So it had a lot of like cultural uh poll at the time when it came out yeah absolutely uh so much cultural poll that i uh i posted an entire baseball game only in high school musical the first movie quotes and this was the one that started it all when i worked for the local a's and so it's a it's it's an icon that's for sure Uh, hey that's when the a's account peaked right then and (laughs) no comment all right let's move (laughs) on to the next matchup it's the number eight start of something new First, the number nine, Get Your Head in the Game, both from the first movie, which is great for me because it's the only one I've really seen in full, at least recently. Uh, Star Something New, it's the first song of of the film. You got Troy and Gabriella meeting for the first time at New Year's Eve up in the, was it, Ski Lodge or something like that? And yeah, it's, it's a snowboard in, and, and it's it's set in New Mexico, but it's filmed in Utah, so right. I'm... Uh, there's a ski resort called Taos in okay. uh, in New Mexico, so maybe maybe that's the one. Got it, got it. Um, and Nini sings a version of this in uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, when she releases herself from being not the star actress into wanting this the lead role. Like there is a a part in that her like internal struggle in that first season is that she doesn't think that she's good enough for the leading role. And this is her kind of breakout song or like at least her confidence building song. Very well done. I mean, mm-hmm. Olivia Rodriguez, we know is an all time superstar now. And even when she was 16 or whatever, doing that series, she's just a phenomenal performer and she does very well here, but we're talking about it in the context of the first film in which, you know, this is when, uh, the producers were like, okay, we think we got to bring in uh, our boy Drew and he's going to have to sing the rest of these things because Zach can't. And this is one of the songs where it's very, very obvious because Zach is trying to lip sync so hard that you can tell it's not him, even where he's trying to match the breaths of the song itself and it's exaggerated breaths. Uh, it's it's distracting. Another distracting part of this entire number is that there's they're performing there's two distracting parts they're performing for an audience of other karaokeers essentially and troy starts singing and there's like a beat and someone in the crowd is like 
we can't hear you. It's like, no, we can all, we can hear him just fine. And I just want to know, like, is that scripted? Did that person in like the, the ensemble uh, group just want their moment? They wanted something to say, so they shouted it out. Uh, it's just funny that they included that. And then the second distracting thing is there are TV screens in the background and as well mm. as like as they pan around and those TV screens are showing the people in the crowd watching the show. And I don't get why that was the choice for those TV screens. Like It just felt like an overproduction move by the ski staff that day that was like, you know, it'd be really cool is if one of these 25 people saw themselves on the TV screen here in the lodge. After seeing fans on the Jumbotron, I can confirm that that is the the peak of human happiness is when they see themselves on a screen in an unexpected way. Thousand percent, thousand percent. So this is the juxtaposition to uh, Breaking Free. And it's a very similar moment in which you have two people who are uncomfortable in the situation start finding themselves within the song until they are comfortable starting something new. You get Troy taking off his jacket in this one. You get Gabriella taking off her lab coat in the in Breaking Free. Um, it, it's supposed to kind of mirror themselves, and it does a good job. I always forget that this song exists, to be honest. Hmm. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this song. And then I think, when did this happen in the film? And every single time I have to like go on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, very beginning during the ski lodge scene because there's just so much else happening in this film. Uh, I really like it. I think that it's a great way to open up this film and get you situated with what's about to happen to you as you watch this first movie. Uh, you get kind of the sense that these, I mean, it it sets up the premise. These two are phenomenal actors and singers, and they're going to closet it for the the acceptance of their friends and family throughout the rest of the film until they can break free. So I really like it. It establishes these characters very well and then sets up some drama later on. Uh, it's up against Get Your Head in the Game, and this is another iconic song from that first film with a lot of great basketball choreo a ton of it there's a lot of bouncing on beat there's a lot of passing there's a lot of uh, choreography that are supposed to look like drills but aren't quite basketball drills it definitely feels like the baseball scene where it was like okay i i i understand basketball enough what if they did this it's like why would this ever actually happen Uh, and also like troy is distracted and the team wants him to not be distracted and get his head in the game. So we're going to do a dance number and song that is distracting us from our our play to get you back on track. But you're just fueling what he is distracted by. It's a whole thing. And that's that's a, a trope of these films is like they kind of throw logic out the window. And that's what you love about it. You want that kind of silliness to happen. Um, but I, I, I don't like Get Your Head in the Game as a song as much as I like uh, Star Something New. So I'm going to move Star Something New on here uh, just because I, I like it better than Get Your Head in the Game, especially just as a listen in general. Yeah, I, I'm sort of partial to the weirdness of Get Your Head in the Game. Sure. Um, uh, 
so so many elements I want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about too many of them. Um, the, the evolution of the Wildcats basketball Jersey. It's like, you never see them wear the same Jersey twice throughout all of these (laughs) movies. It's like, get your head in the game. They're wearing the, like the, like early two thousands, not a tank top. The sleeves are just a little bit too long. Yep. Uh, cause th- those were the ones they had at my high school. So I got some nostalgia for those sleeves. Um, but then you got them in like the practice reversible ones. <laughs> they were wearing some white ones for the championship game. He's in a red one, uh, in high school musical three. So just the sleeve evolution is just fascinating. Uh, okay. So Andrew, you're, you're probably our, our most educated basketball person on this episode. And I know you, you weren't like a high school varsity basketball player, but you mentioned how some of the basketball doesn't make sense. So is there anything about this song in particular that that is like you're screaming about? Yeah, just Troy in general. (laughs) Um, Just Troy. Anytime he takes like a jump shot, he's literally like two feet from the basket. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's like, it's almost as if they just told like Efron wasn't very good and they wanted they didn't want to have to keep doing a bunch of takes like have him take like a a three-pointer even like a 15-foot jump shot so they were just like nope. stand as close as possible to the hoop yep and just shoot it and you'll make it every time and that came to fruition when he was a disney channel olympic <laughs> game athlete and he had to actually shoot three-pointers and he could not make one to save his life so okay. those producers knew exactly what they were doing that makes sense because but he does have like good form like it looks like a good shot it doesn't look like he doesn't know how to play basketball but, but like in get your head in the game they reference like take the outside J. And he, he's he's like in the he's key. inside yeah <laughs> not an outside J. So that that's like my big quip overall with the movie and just like most most uh, sports shows or movies in general, just like the realism is so ridiculous. Friday Night Lights is really bad too, but I could talk for hours on that. <laughs> can you can for for you know any uneducated uh, basketball listeners, including myself, um, what is an outside J? So it's a a J is a jumper. So mm. an outside jumper would be like uh, like a three-point shot or not just like outside the key, basically. The key is like right underneath the hoop. Right. And so it, it's so weird because like his shots he's taking where he's like right next to the basket, no one takes – you'll never see someone take that shot in real life because you, you would just shoot a layup you, when you're that close. You don't shoot a jump shot. It's absurd. Um, I'm going to agree with you and move a uh, start of something new on. Um, I, I, like you said, I like the kind of, it's the bookend in high school musical one. And I, and I love a good bookend, uh, when it comes to arranging your musical, um, this, the first movie and really all these movies do do a really good job of spacing the numbers throughout, um, which is a problem. A lot of Disney movies have where they yep. do banger, banger, banger. And then you're like 35 minutes into the movie and five out of your six songs that are already performed. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like the way that, that that's organized. Get you in the head in the game. I would argue is the most iconic high school musical song because wow. when you, cause when you think high school musical, you think basketball singer boy, right? And that's, and that's the basketball singer boy song. 
Sure. So even though it's not a great song, the imagery that's present really sticks with you, I think. Uh, so, Andrew, this was a tough 8-9 matchup. Uh, do you agree with the results here? Yeah, Start of Something New is one of my like four favorite songs of the the whole series. So I think you have to go with that. Just like how you said it, you know, it captures the theme of the movie very well. All right, let's move on to the next one. It's number four, You Are the Music in Me versus number 13, Bet on It. Kyle, you said you uh, maybe were not super prepared for some of these numbers. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll give you some context on them. Uh, so bet on it. I mean, we all know bet on it, especially if you're a listener of Mouse Madness. We love talking about this song. Um, it's Troy basically getting fed up with the decisions that he's made. He realizes that he's kind of screwed up. High School Musical 2 is a great um, commentary on classism and labor um, and, and the, and the um, wealth gap and the wage gap and um, uh, tuition prices and the cost of higher education and bet on it kind of is the climax of all of that. Uh, Troy has got himself tangled up in this rat race of a game that involves trying to earn this scholarship and at what cost, and he's leaving his friends behind. And finally, Sharpay pulls this super uh, villainous move and gets the entire Wildcat staff uh, banned from the talent show. It sounds silly the way putting it like that. And it is. It really is that silly. Uh, so Troy gets the flyer from Taylor and he reads it that says, no staff will be allowed to perform in the talent show. And he, he crushed, crumples it up while he's eating his breakfast. And then he goes, runs out on the golf course and he sings bed on it. And it's really hard, like without looking at the lyrics to understand what is being bet on. Yeah, it's so <laughs> difficult. So it's kind of like a very vague phrase. Um, and he's mad. So you're like, oh, yeah, bet on it, man. Yeah, that makes sense. But you really have to. It took me like several times reading the lyrics to get it. Um, what you're betting on is Troy being able to uh, get all of his confused feelings sorted out. Mm. And 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 I wouldn't bet on it because Troy was always confused and stays confused like forever so not a great bet in my opinion <laughs> uh we did talk about this number a bit when we were talking about sad boy songs we might have even talked about it a little bit on the best disney channel original movie bracket can't remember if high school musical 2 was on it but in the same way that um ryan has a pretty decent arm troy has a pretty solid golf stroke. I mean, his follow through at least makes it look very convincing. I don't think they actually show him making contact with the ball, but, um, I mean, he could, he could fool me on that one for sure. Yeah. He definitely makes contact with that ball. It's a great, it's a great swing. And then he follows it up with got to work on my swing. And it's only because he, he hits into the water, but something tells me he drove that thing straight down the fairway. He also does like, uh, happy Gilmore swing like he like runs into it really which is uh, it's kind of impressive uh there was a kid when I was playing junior golf yeah I played junior golf what's up <laughs> humble brag uh and a kid tried to do happy Gilmore and he snapped his club in half oh his name was Ben Ben I think idiot. he might have done it on purpose because he was kind of one of those like kids that was really looking for attention mm. 
Whoa, he could be listening. Don't. I would be I would be very surprised, but Ben, if you're listening out there, I'm sorry, and please email us because I would love to catch up. <laughs> um, this kid was like, I did, I had never seen this kid before, and he all of a sudden did like all of the activity, all of the summer activities in Ramona. He did like golf, he did tennis, he did swimming, and then I never saw him again. It was like the weirdest. <laughs> he was like a phantom of a human. Um. So you are the music in me. Um, High School Musical 2 leads up to this talent show at the country club. Um, and Kelsey, uh, composer slash pianist, uh, wrote a number for Troy and Gabriella to sing at the talent show called You Are the Music in Me. That's it. Pretty easy contest. At the Towards the beginning of the movie, they... Uh, catch Kelsey playing a riff from and they're like, oh, what is that song? She's like, oh, I wrote it for you. And then they do it. They sing it in kind of like a rehearsal style in like a, a practice room. And then eventually Sharpay steals the song and uh, changes the composition. So it's like an upbeat poppy song and makes Troy sing it with her. And it's really awkward. <laughs> uh, and then I think it comes back towards the end not the grand finale because the grand finale is all for one when miley cyrus makes a four second appearance in the film um but you are the music in me comes back uh as a reprise where they all have they have like paper lanterns and they like come up and the song's playing in the background they all litter the night sky as you are the music in me uh starts swelling uh, comparing these two songs, I mean, you are the music in me has a very interesting sort of theme to it. Um, it feels like a little bit less written from the heart than breaking free is. Um, but it is a very similar duet that is about finding something within yourself. And in this case, in the case of you are the music in me, it's equating the feeling of being in love with music in that it resonates in your body and triggers memories and, um, can make you feel certain ways. And I mean, I agree with that in a lot of ways. I think that's a, that's a strong analogy. Um, bet on it, like lacks very little substance. Um, but on the other hand, we've talked about this in a lot of songs on the podcast before. I love a good kind of song that takes place when a character is trying to work things out. And and that is this <laughs> right. that is this moment for Troy where he's just like and like I said he's confused a lot so it's it's kind of hard but you know he's like ah I want this scholarship but I feel like I'm selling out and I really want my friends but what if I choose my friends and I don't get this other thing that I want too and seeing him kind of like uh, struggle with it is actually kind of interesting if you throw away the corniness of like the choreography and the scene itself. I think I'm going to go with bet on it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I like the tight polo shirt with no buttons. Um, I liked him. I like him staring at his reflection in the water, the golf swing. <laughs> uh, it's a good, it's good. I like it. I, I don't like it. I have never really understood the hype around bet on it. Just in general. I think that the strongest part is that build up after he slaps his reflection. Like that, that pacing, I like a lot better than the rest of the song. I also just don't like Zac Efron's performances and solos in general. I think that he just does too much. 
And I get that there is, there should be the balance of corniness. And there, there's a lot of great corny moments in this, like him prancing along the edge of the, of the pond. I thought to myself, like the next time I'm on a golf course, I am doing that. I am prancing along a, a water obstacle, but it's, it's just, I don't like the flow of it very much. Uh, you're on the music in me. I totally forgot about until I heard the na 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 at the very beginning, and I was like, "This was a Vine song. This was a Vine trend <laughs> once upon a time, like, wow, long ago." Uh, and there's a lot of other trends that I'll eventually get into. And bet on it even was a there was a famous Vine where the kid reenacts it at the swimming pool. Uh, anyways, I but I really like the composition of this song, how it kind of goes from this heartfelt duet into this bigger than life sounding song. It it evolves from just Kelsey on the piano to this full blown kind of orchestra sound. And then you also get where it transcends like you are the music in me between Troy and Gabriella to you are the music in me as like this kind of friendship notion or this almost we are all in this together type feel when the other staffers come in from presumably the kitchen and they're all cornerly dressed as their different roles at this at this resort or whatever they're working at. And that that's that taste of corniness I really like, including everything that Zach does in the song. There's a moment where he takes his part of of the duet and while Gabriella is singing, he like goes up to the piano or gets off of the piano, I guess is what it is. And he takes this like power stance up against the edge of the piano and then delivers his line with the waving hand. And I'm like, just stop. It's too much. It's too much, Zach. But it works here because he has Gabriella to balance him out. And then he has the rest of the staffers that come in. I like this song a lot better. I'm going with the high seed here with You Are the Music and Me, which means that Andrew's going to break his first tie. Okay, so bet on it. I feel like I didn't like it at when I first watched the movie. Yeah. Um, maybe, I don't know, because I was an angry teenager and it hit <laughs> close to home. I don't know. But uh, I, I like it a lot more now. Uh, I remember hearing it a couple years ago and being like, oh, yeah, that's actually a pretty good song. So I do like the song, but I think I'm going to have to go with You Are the Music and Me. Um, <laughs> I think this is the most underrated song in High School Musical. Ooh. And Kyle, that makes sense that Kyle kind of forgot about it. Because yep. I feel like a lot of people forget about it. But it's one of my favorites. And um, kind of everything that Kyle said about how it's starting with Kelsey and then like Gabriella joins in and then it's Gabriella and Troy. I just think it's, it, it's really well done. And, and then I like the cast kind of coming in at the end. Um, and like even to this day, I can still remember all the lyrics to that song just Ooh. because I listened to it so much when I was when it first came out. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with that one. All right, first tiebreak has been done. Let's move on down the bracket to this next matchup. It is the number five. I think I kind of you know from High School Musical the Musical the series versus number twelve. Walk away from High School Musical three now. You too. Give me give me a little context to walk away here. I'm gonna let me take a shot in the in the dark real quick. <laughs> this is where Gabriella and Troy have both realized that they have two different paths that they want to take after graduation. And this is Gabriella kind of reconciling with that and choosing to go her own way. 
Well, sort of. Um, In an attempt to not summarize the entire movie, um, basically, Gabriella gets into Stanford. Um, Troy is getting a basketball scholarship to the University of Albuquerque. Um, And those are kind of like the, that's the plan going into the movie. Suddenly, Gabriella gets accepted to the honors program, which means she has to come three weeks early to Stanford, which means for some reason she has to go in like late April of the current high school academic year to like move to Stanford. (laughs) I don't know how that works, but uh, Troy um, also has this like interest uh, in Juilliard or Juilliard has an interest in him, which is very strange. And apparently there's a scholarship on the table, which according to Julia is not real. Uh, <laughs> Juilliard does not offer scholarships, but Troy and Gabriella start having conversations with other people. And Troy says, I don't know if I want to go to U of A. I actually might want to go to Juilliard or, or maybe something completely different that I don't even know about. Like I've been having this plan to go to U of A forever and I'm not sure I want to anymore. And Gabriella is like, I've had this plan to go to Stanford forever. But it seems like everyone's way more stoked about it than I am. I might want to stay here and go to U of A and like mm. do some like do one year here of classes and then move on. Mm. Um, and so she tells Troy about it. And I think she's expecting him to say, oh, yes, like, thank goodness. Now we can be together another year. But he says, Gabriella, no, like you got to go. Like mm. that sounds like an amazing opportunity and you'd be foolish to pass it up. Troy says like, okay, so you, we'd have to say goodbye now and then, or maybe if you come back and do another year at U of A, then we'd have to say goodbye then. Like at some point, we're going to be having to say goodbye to each other. And Gabriella's like, it's inevitable, so I might as well walk away now. So you're kind of close. Okay, okay. Right vibe, details yes. a little blurry. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's a... It's the growth. It's the it's the growth of Gabriella. We have her sure, sing an yeah. I Want song in the first film that is very similar in structure to this one. And then you have this kind of like the the independence song here. And I I was very surprised with the the sound of Walk Away. I don't know that I was expecting it because it kind of starts out slow and then it turns into what sounds like a over-the-counter prescription commercial song uh, with, the, <laughs> with the big horn horn moments. and You're going to uh, have to yeah, send me an example of that. because I, I totally will. And you're going to be like, yep, that's exactly what this song sounds like. It's one of those like, you know, I uh, I had allergies and, and now now I can see clearly. Just walk away. She's playing football in the yard with her kid. She's out on a walk in the park. She's pushing... Her kid on the swings, everything's great. Like that's what this this the backtrack of this song oh, sounds okay. like to me. I I was getting the the allergy song mixed with the chronic diarrhea song. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Over over the counter, I guess like allergy meds, I should say. Okay. Uh or, you know, maybe chronic diarrhea and they're they're chronic diarrhea that which would not be great. IBS. Uh and and they're living free now. They're able to walk away from the toilet because they've been able to <laughs> to take these over this counter prescription. Uh, anyway, so that's what it, that's what that reminded me of. Uh, and you get a lot of sad boy Troy. And I I kind I maybe you mentioned this in our sad boy discussion, but, but he's never been sadder than in this no, moment right here. No, we sad. get we get some cutaway scenes of him not able to sleep at night. 
him going back up to the roof of the school where him and Gabby used to sneak off together and he's looking off to the mountains uh, longingly wondering if he really did bet on himself this time and if this was the right decision he he made. Uh, it's it's corny. You get Gabriella exiting the front door of her house and hitting that, that long note with her arms out and the house is sold. She's getting into the van. She's walking away. Uh, it's I like I said, never saw High School Musical three, but I uh, I get the vibe and I understand what that was going for. It's up against I think I kind of you know, which is our first High School Musical, the musical, the series song that we're going to talk about. And this the first version of this song kind of kicks off the drama for the rest of the the first season, anyways. Since I haven't seen the second one, but Nini and Ricky were a thing. And then Nini wrote the song, I think I kind of, you know, posted it to Instagram, shows Ricky. She essentially is saying, like, I think I love you. And he doesn't return that I love you statement. And things get weird and awkward. And that's where that sets off the series. And then it's just a series of miscommunications and and non-communications. And so... In a moment of Ricky trying to show Nini that he wants her back after Nini starts, you know, getting a little close, close with what's his face. uh, He performs this song as what I believe was his audition for High School Musical, the musical that was happening at school. Uh, And he does a great job. Joshua Bassett, like it's a, a great performance. It's different than what Nini did, Olivia Rodrigo, where she performs it on the uke. Uh, it's a very cute song on the uke. It's a very heartfelt one on the acoustic guitar, and I like how that plays. But here's where, like, when you bring High School Musical, the musical, the series into the fold, the there's a different vibe to that, and it's, like, on purpose because High School Musical, the musical, the series, is supposed to happen outside of the universe of these films, and they're putting on the show of these films, right? And so the high school musical vibe is gone and now we're in mockumentary land, situational comedy land, where you have a lot of different sort of storylines and gags and less of the corniness and more of the that was awkwardness and and more realistic kind of portrayals of high school life. Uh, And so... I think that every every song in that series is better as a song than any of the high school musical songs in the movies from a performing standpoint, from a lyrical standpoint. I think that they're a lot stronger, but I think I kind of, you know, does not pass the vibe check of what I consider high school musical. So just because of that, I'm going walk away with the win here. I will say Walk Away is a, a surprisingly good find on the High School Musical 3 soundtrack and in the High School Musical 3 movie. I'm getting like No Doubt vibes or, or Gwen Stefani vibes, honestly, from the sound of this song. Sure. Um, super fun. I, uh, High School Musical 3 is an absolute waste of time. Like it is not <laughs> worth watching. I would not recommend it to anyone. And I'm a big fan of the franchise, and uh, I Andrew, would still say just do just don't watch do it. that to you. No, I, I agree. Like <laughs> the first two are amazing, and I've seen those like each like 
so many times. And the third one, I, I think I just watched it recently. And I think that was the second time I've ever watched it. So. Yeah. It was like, it was like Disney was like, Hey, we need um, a high school musical three movie in 15 minutes. You think you can, <laughs> you think you got something? And, and whoever wrote it was like, you know what? I guess so. And they just did it and they went with it. Uh, the songs are just so like not well thought out and the plot, it doesn't, do anything it's like it sets up this idea that like everyone's confused and no one knows what's going to happen and then nothing happens and then all of a sudden at the end of the movie everything gets tied up troy is going to berkeley for some reason (laughs) so okay so this is this is this is hilarious i would love to talk about this because all of a sudden we've got we've got troy and gabriella in the bay okay so this is this is our world now Um, (laughs) and the justification for troy going to cal is that he's 31.5 31.5 miles away from Gabrielle at Stanford or whatever. And let me just point out that that's probably like a three hour drive. Uh, <laughs> things are not as close in the Bay as they appear. Troy. It's that's a, it's a long 30 something miles. I'll tell you that you got to go through a, a few cities that aren't very well known for their traffic flow. I'll tell you that. You're going to have to pay at least seven bucks to go over one bridge <laughs> or you're driving through San Jose, big boy. <laughs> Don't like that. Um, and like, that's one of those weird things that like, why do you throw that in? Like Cal was never on the table. Like we never even mentioned Cal. Like, let's just, so, so, oh, surprise plot twist. (laughs) Oh, like that is the exact stuff I hate out of movies. Anyways, walk away. Decent song. Um, high school musical, the musical, the series. Uh, I wrote off this series. Uh, it came, it was in the very first wave of Disney plus releases. It was like the Mandalorian. Uh, One Day at Disney, Lady and the Tramp, and High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. So I checked out the first episode and I was like, eh. Checked out the second episode and was like, mm, I'm out. Don't think yep. I like it. Yep. So I watched it in preparation for this. And let me tell you, I was so wrong Tried to tell about you. High School Musical, the musical, the series. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Um, it It had this sort of structure to it that I enjoyed as someone who appreciates structure in like movies and TV that there were, there weren't a whole lot of like plot twists and turns and the ending wasn't uh, unexpected. Everything was very fulfilling. You know, it was like, it went exactly the way that you wanted it to go. And like some people think that that's like boring, but I personally love that. I agree. And that's the best part. The thing that I really appreciated was that so many of these characters in the first two episodes, I was like, I don't think I like any of these characters. The bad guys seem bad and the good guys are like also sort of bad. And by mm-hmm. the end, every single character in that show, I was like, oh, dude, I think this is my favorite character. Like I think, I think, I think <laughs> yes. Carlos might be the best one on this show. And it's like, no, dude, actually, actually Big Red freaking awesome. Red's sick. <laughs> So, uh, just so good. Like it was so good that I am considering not watching the second season and just being like, this is it. That's, that's, that's why I haven't. Like I, I didn't watch right after the first season, they released the Christmas special. Didn't watch that either. Cause I was like, what they have is so pristine and I will not let them ruin it with a Christmas special or a second season. And then also there was all of that drama with Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett that made me think like, uh, this might be a little bit of weird of a watch after this. Well, what's the drama? Enlighten me. 
Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo, her big breakout song is about, because her and Joshua were like actually a thing oh. in real life. Mm-hmm. And oh. so that song is about him having like cheated on her with Ooh. somebody else. I don't think she was in the show. Um, so it caused, I mean, she she made her big pop debut with a song that is dissing her co-host or her co-star. So, um, yeah. Brutal, Anyways. brutal. Well, I mean, I, uh, Olivia Rodrigo is confirmed for season three, but I'm kind of like, how how long is Olivia Rodrigo going to stay in Disney's budget? Um, because yeah. she's just absolutely taking off. Yep. Um, anyways, I digress. The song, I think I kind of, you know, is super fun to me. Um, it really captures kind of the, uh, the confusing energy that is present in the series really well. And like, uh, I think Glee is really funny, but one of the things I don't like about Glee is the way that the, uh, like spoken dialogue scenes, um, and the musical number scenes in the Glee club are completely like disconnected from one another. It's like in one scene, you'll have two characters like at each other's throats in the next scene they're like clapping along to each other's songs in glee club whereas like in high school musical the musical the series all of that drama is like intermixed and and as a former theater kid can confirm that that is so real and after school rehearsals get so awkward when someone has put something out there like that and it's just i was just eating up every moment of that weirdness and the awkwardness that existed in this show um Love the use of social media and technology. One of my favorite Netflix shows of all time is American Vandal and especially American Vandal season two when everything is kind of like, oh, they were on Instagram and like there was this big social media component to the way that they like strung the plot together into that show. And so kind of like the whole weight of High School, the musical, the series um, is built on this like Instagram post that was archived by, by Nini. And it's like, that's so stupid, but also <laughs> like for today's culture. Yeah. It's, actually it's extremely valid. real. Yeah. Um, it, like you said, it is a cute song. Um, I love it. I'm advancing it over walk away. Andrew, you're breaking another tie. So this is tough. Um, I, I watched the first like three or four episodes of the high school musical, the musical series, like when it first came out and I did like it. And then I just like didn't have time to watch it. Cause I think it was my like first semester of law school. And, and then I just never came back to it. Cause I feel like it didn't get much buzz. Right. I don't know. right. And yeah. then, like Olivia Rodrigo blew up and I was like, Oh, that's the girl from high school musical, the show. Um, but I, so I do actually want to go back and watch it. Um, now, especially you guys saying how good it was, um, and then walk away like it's it's a good song. It's not anything to you know nothing you'll like nothing memorable about it. Um, but I think I have to agree with Kyle in that you know we're ranking the best high school musical number number and um, these. It, you can't have high school musical with like professional, you know, singers and like <laughs> lyrics that actually make sense and that aren't corny. So I'm going to go with walk away. Advance. All right. Well, that makes the next matchup a little bit tricky. Hopping over to the <laughs> other side of the bracket. We've got number two, what I've been looking for versus number 15, wondering context. Uh, wondering is Ashlyn's song. Um, Miss Jen, the 
director slash teacher in high school musical, the musical, the series, uh, has Ashlyn assemble a song for Miss Darbus. And in this song, Miss <laughs> Darbus so sings about how she used to like be a Broadway performer or something. And the song is about like, um, you know, if, if I made a different choice in my life, would it be, would my circumstances be better than they are now? Or would they be exactly the same? Yep. Um, and honestly, like that is a question that I absolutely love exploring, you know, and, and it's that idea of like not living with regret versus living with regret. You know, if I yeah, uh, started a YouTube channel in 2006, uh, being a Disney vlogger, you know, today my life would be so much more awesome because I would whatever. Um, <laughs> what's interesting is uh, Big Red calls it a Sarah Bareilles uh, song, I think is what it mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like that's pretty, it's a joke, but it's pretty accurate too. It's like if uh, you were a theater kid or any like choir band kid, whatever, and you knew someone who played piano in high school, chances are they knew the Sarah Bareilles song or a Sarah Bareilles song. Yeah. Uh, the one that, that everyone was playing when I was in high school was, I'm not going to write you a love song because you asked. So it's something that's interesting about wondering it. And I also thought was interesting about, I think it kind of, you know, is these songs are being performed by kids who are high schoolers in the show and they sound like songs written by high schoolers. Um, Yeah. And it also, it's like, okay, so if you went to a high school drama club nowadays, they might be performing these exact songs, you know, 100%. like it's, it's sort of inspiring to kids that are that age. And so I really appreciate that about songs like wondering going up against what I've been looking for, which um, is the song that made me like high school musical. Um, we'll never forget the moment because my sister, my little sister, Elizabeth, um, who is a guest mouse, of the show, which we <laughs> mentioned on uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, she loved High School Musical. She was like a little, like loved doing talent shows and like all of this stuff. Uh, but I was like, you know, I was in like early high school years, get, get, getting into mid high school years. And I was kind of like trying to resist the High School Musical uh, pull, you know. And uh, she had a CD and she was really young. And I think my parents were like gone for the night or something. And they were like, you have to put your sister to bed. And the routine was I had to sit in the room in her beanbag chair and like basically sit there while she fell asleep. Um, (laughs) And she was listening to the high school musical soundtrack to fall asleep to. And so I'm in this dark room with my little sister and uh, what I've been looking for comes on and I'm like, I think I like this song. I think it's actually pretty good. Dang it. That's good. Um, and this is the Sharpay and Ryan version that I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, this song comes up in a couple times in High School Musical. Um, it's the audition piece. Um, Ryan and Sharpay sing it in their audition, and then Troy and Gabriella do in a way that is not super poppy. Again, kind of more rehearsal style, uh, a little bit more realistic. Um. I I th- I don't really like the argument you both are making about how like uh, you know the 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 quote unquote better song cannot advance, um, but I think of the three High School Musical, the musical, the series songs on here, Wondering is the one that I would go back to less frequently, just because it is a little bit like heavy, 
not like the most fun. Like it's it's in it's deep, but yeah. in a way that I don't really like. Um, so I'm going to go with what I've been looking for just because it's fun and has some versatility to it. Wondering is far and above the best song on this bracket. Like I think it's so beautifully done and performed and the the two actresses voices are just so powerful. Like it is just it's a, it's an absolute show, showstopper and I get why you might not want to always return to it because it is deeper and slower and is way in its feels uh but I upon rediscovering it like I'm going to listen to this one a lot a lot more than I had I I just love this song and this performance um word on the street in some different research based places that I found on the internet was that that performance in the show was done then right there they're singing like for real in the moment which makes it even more impressive and I really like that um I I understand, Chris, that you don't like the argument that I began to put down about the the too serious tone or the the it doesn't pass the vibe check. But I still I stand by my vibe check, and this one still doesn't pass the vibe check. It's it's a moment that doesn't have enough corniness. If something if there was a little bit of corn to this song and mm-hmm. in, in its in its portrayal on the screen then we would we'd have a conversation but i'm agreeing with you what i've been looking for is a quintessential high school musical number from the way that it is sung the the kind of surface level lyrics but then the over the top nature and this is where it's on purpose of the performers in the actual uh, audition makes me laugh so goddamn much I can't stop watching Ryan the entire time I'm looking at this number and his sassy box step. That is, it is just phenomenal. I agree with you. Number two seeds moving on here. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I kind of agree with everything Kyle just said. I think wondering is incredible. I listened to it for the first time the other day and it's so good. Um, I was like blown away, but what I've been looking for is just like the quintessential high school musical song. It's so good. And it shows like Ryan and Sharpay's personalities, like they're so over the top, like even doing the, 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 the warm up right before mm. and Sharpay berating Kelsey after that's, um, uh, it's a great song. So I, I, I agree with you guys. Too. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. It's the number seven, all I want from high school musical, the musical, the series. Verse, the number 10, when there was me and you from High School Musical, right? The first one? Yeah. Yeah. This is the one we were talking about in the DCOM episode where Gabriella goes up against the Troy poster. Exactly. And this is the I Want song. Uh, This is Gabriella having herself a moment about, you know, thinking back on the good time that she had with Troy before they had this kind of split in that high school musical, that first film. And, and it's interesting because this, this one feels like what teen beach movie would have done to like really, really make fun of itself. But the nature of it feels much more serious, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it, yeah. it feels like a moment in which we'd laugh that she's doing this in this way. You know, she's leaning up against the poster. She's walking down the stairs. She's, 
doing all of those kind of she's sitting in the in the kitchen against the counter kind of thinking about you know where her mind's at and now we make fun of that but this is kind of why we make fun of it is because of movies like this specific one um in the early early days of tiktok there was a tiktok that went viral and it was around this song and it was because people were like you need to listen to when there was me and you again and tell me that there aren't two people singing on this track and it turns out that's exactly what had happened there are two people singing on this track uh she dips pretty low in some of the parts of the song and that is definitely not Vanessa Hudgens uh, she doesn't really have that range, unfortunately. So you can kind of hear the voice change in some of the lower notes of the song. And then Vanessa takes it away with some of the higher ones, which is interesting. It's we we all roasted Zac Efron for not singing on his tracks. And we got one snuck by us here on Vanessa. Wow. But it's just it's just interesting. And that's why I know the song and remember it, to be honest, is from TikTok. Otherwise, with all of the songs that are packed into that first film, this one kind of just flies under the radar. Um, and now it's up against All I Want, the the high school musical, the musical, the series song that Disney really wanted to bill as Olivia Rodrigo's jumping off point for her pop career. They did an entire music video of this song uh, where she's in like this a lake bed that slowly like fills up with water and she's sitting at a piano hammering away at it and it's re- it's really really good um but that didn't work out as far as what Disney wanted which was her image was going to be this Disney pop singer singing these like heartfelt ballads and then she goes ahead and releases a revenge album and that's what kicks off her career and I love that for her protect her from Disney who just corrupts all of their child stars. Get her out there with the revenge album. Uh, so this is kind of her thinking about the the conundrum that she finds herself in, in which like she doesn't quite click with EJ as she thought she was going to, but she also is so frustrated that Ricky can't say love back to her. And so, like, all she wants is for her just to be okay. Like, that is the song. It's her kind of processing these confused high school feelings out in song ballad form. And it's so good. I mean, it's not surprised that, surprising that she's rocketing off to being the superstar that she is because she's very talented. And I think that Disney had the right intention with making this kind of the anchor. Uh, it just didn't work out for them. Uh, in this matchup uh it's it's tough because i feel like both of them you know are all i want is definitely more surface level than a lot of the other like a wondering let's say as far as the lyrics go and in the the sustenance of the song um when there was me and you like that feels very high school musical and vibe i'm not a huge fan of either of these in this bracket um but just to just to be a little hypocritical, I'll go with the number seven. All I want. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you on that one. When there was me and you, I don't know how it snuck in here. I don't know how it got up to number ten. Um, I don't think it's a great song. So uh, yeah, on the strength of just the song alone, I'm gonna say all I want is gonna move on. Andrew, did we get it right? 
Yeah, I don't have that much to add about these songs, but I would have gone with All I Want to kind of being a hypocrite because uh, <laughs> I just don't like that. That was always a skip when I was listening to the original soundtrack. Um, and, and also, like, she, they have, Troy and Gabrielle at this point, I'm pretty sure have known each other like four days. <laughs> and she's talking yeah. about when there was music. <laughs> <laughs> like, because the, the game is like two weeks from when they first arrived back from camp on campus. So I don't know. It's, it's too absurd. It's, it's, they got the reality TV uh, time condenser machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Next matchup. Uh, number three, we're all in this together versus number 14, Fabulous. And we tease this being a great matchup. Um, Fabulous does some interesting things. On the one hand, I think it gets the sweet spot. Hmm. It gets the it gets the fun element and the corn element down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also gets the like production value element down, where like it feels like there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Um, it's very pretty. It's shot decently well. Um but it's not as over the top as it gets in like the theatrical version, high school musical three. Um, so I like that about fabulous. The thing that I don't like is that this is the beginning of the unraveling of Sharpay, the character. Mm. And it's, and it's an unfortunate thing that happens in a lot of trilogies or TV series. The one I think about a lot is Dennis Reynolds in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And one of the best Always Sunny episodes is the Dennis system. It's like they get hung up on that one element of the character and then that's just what they get reduced to. It's like from that moment on, Dennis is like a creep. Um, And like not that he wasn't a creep before, but he did other (laughs) things as well, you know, where it's like Sharpay is like fancy but kind of ends the the first movie like friends with everyone you know Uh and so it's almost like takes her character back a step also i don't know if you feel the same way as i do but i always interpreted sharpay in the first movie as sort of a poser where she like maybe shopped at Claire's and limited two and like <laughs> bought and like bought clothes and accessories that made her look like she was really rich and fancy um, and acted like she was a star, but maybe at home she wasn't. And like she, she went to school every day uh, pretending to be that person because, you know, in her real life, she wasn't that way. Yeah. So to see her do this number about fabulous and getting, uh, uh, towels imported from Turkey and Turkey imported from Maine and Prada sunglasses or whatever it is. Um, it just takes that character to a level that is, is really unrelatable. Um, so I think while fabulous is a really fun song, it is the total undoing of Sharpay. Yep. And I mean, like it also sets the scene for like this class struggle that exists in um, the second movie. So I think it's kind of a sacrifice they sort of had to make. Sure. Um, because that's honestly one of the best parts of the movie is that uh, back and forth between Troy and the Evans family. So it's, uh, I'm a little bit torn on this song. Um, we're all in this together. Q, did you go see the 2013 FBC All Staff show? I can't remember if you did. I 
believe so yeah was that one when you were like dressed as a pirate i, I sure was in the finale yeah. number of that song was we're all in this together oh yeah i, I still have video of that on my phone <laughs> well we're gonna have to Drop we're gonna tape. have to get that i think because it might be the only surviving copy still in existence um so in the same way that Kyle, you have a, a connection to what time is it? Cause you know, all the words, uh, I have a connection to we're all in this together. Cause I know all the choreography. <laughs> yes. At least the, at least the part that repeats with the little, the, the little, punch. Bu- little pumps and the yeah. little hand in hand and the clap. Yeah. Uh, super fun. The number is like, whatever. I just really think that it's a fun way to end a fun movie. Um, the choreo is easy to learn. Uh, it's exciting. There's a lot going on. I think it's it's kind of the peak of the uh, kind of like spectacle that is High School Musical, the first movie at least. Um, I'm going to go with We're All in This Together. Yeah, it's the three seed by the power of the pump itself. It's just iconic from from a musical standpoint to the choreography when you hear it, you know exactly what's going to go down. You know exactly where it's from. Uh, fabulous. I had no idea um, until like revisiting that that was from the second film. And I forgot that it was a high school musical number to begin with. So uh, the the big one, the big finale song is definitely going to move on here. Andrew, any issues with Three Seed here? No, you have to go more on this together. As much as I like Fabulous because... It is so bizarre and like when like they're, they're dancing and they're like le- looking at the camera fast. It's just it's so bizarre that it, I really like it. But uh, we're all in this together. It's, you know, iconic, like you said. All right. Let's hit this final matchup of the round of 16. So the number six stick to the status quo from High School Musical versus number 11. I just want to be with you from High School Musical 3. Uh, stick to the status quo what a what an absolute slap it's a weird one it's a a quirky one it's oftentimes silly uh, a lot of it doesn't make a ton of sense i introduced in my intro to to the song the the shredding on the air cello because we get the stoner skater guy uh, who is with his stoner skater friends he reveals that his closeted hobby is to play the cello which his skater friends don't like he needs to stick to his click stick to the status quo and at one point in the song there's a very obviously a uh a electric guitar solo that is being performed by this man in an air cello style and that's that that's that disconnect of like okay did we did we have to make him do that it i get that it's a stringed instrument but bold move to have the cello person doing the the air guitar but on a cello motion for the for the solo there uh i just want to be like i just want to be with you feels like they beat a dead horse into the ground with these like reconnection songs between troy and gabriella and the magic falls flat by the third time here uh so just by virtue of it not being a good song i'm going with six stick to the status quo yeah, I mean, that's the theme of the third movie is they do in two hours and 15 minutes what they could do in 25 minutes. Right. It's, uh, there's there's like maybe, there's at least two, there's maybe three songs in High School Musical 3 that say the exact same thing that like 
Troy and Gabriella just love each other. Like, that's just what yep. this is what it is. So um, I'm with you. I do think it's kind of a fun song. It gets uh, two versions of it in High School Musical three. Uh, but yeah, stick to the status quo is is a really fun number and a really important to the theme of this whole franchise. So I'm agreeing with you, Andrew. Uh, anything to say about our final matchup here? Yeah, my only note was for just one of you with you was just that it was not creative. <laughs> it's exactly with what you guys said. So and stick to the status quo. I mean, we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, but I think it's a very unique song that's perfect for the first movie. All right. Well, we've got our uh, round of eight that we'll move on to the next episode. We've got the number one seed breaking free versus number eight start of something new. Number four, you are the music in me versus number 12 walk away. Number two, what I've been looking for versus number seven, all I want. And number three, we're all in this together versus number six, stick to the status quo. We've got a lot of high school musical one left on here. But we might get some. We might get some dark horse sequel stuff moving on too. <laughs> Who knows? There is only one upset in that first round, which uh, which is, makes for a very interesting conversation in the second episode. That's for sure. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on your first episode of the Mouse Madness Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. We look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Thanks, guys. All right, everyone. Well, you know how to reach us. Do you have something to say about these high school musical? number picks uh do you have a number that you have a particularly fond memory of do you want to hop on and and get your first time guest host episode under your belt please send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media we are on instagram twitter facebook and discord all those channels are linked in the description of this podcast if you'd like to support us by becoming a member of jerry's gang follow us over on patreon head to patreon.com slash mouse madness and join us at the five dollar level don't forget We've got Disney trivia coming up on Sunday night, May 22nd. We would love to see you there. Till next time, folks. What team? Guys, I'm supposed to say Wildcats. Come on, what are you doing? I didn't know if you were going to answer.